Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The changeup I throw, I learned it from uh, from Rayleigh. I mean, it's definitely not the same changeup, but it's it's the same grip. Uh, I throw it differently, but uh, I think it's just things like that where you're always looking for tidbits of information to sort of maybe add something to your routine, add something to your to your repertoire. You mentioned strengths. What would you say they are? You had 84 punches and a little over 54 innings of work. You were doing something right in 2023. <laughs> I think the success I've had, I've trusted my stuff, pitched to my strengths, and then I just go out there and compete, man. I want it. I want to just be the aggressor and I want to get people out. Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Calisi. That's Jonathan Barron. And we're here with Nate Lavender at Port St. Lucie for Met Spring Training. Nate, we actually met in Port St. Lucie very briefly last year because we were all at Pop Stroke. You were with your mom who heard somebody in our party cursing up a storm. Not going to say who. We're not going to say who. Not outing anybody. Not outing anybody. You know who you are, though. But somebody was cursing up a storm and walked over to say, hey, man, I don't really like that kind of language out here. <laughs> it's my mother always standing up for us, keeping the environment clean and family friendly at Pop Stroke. It's a, it's a wholesome it's a wholesome Midwest thing. The values are great. Wonderful. You and I actually have something kind of in common. You played your college ball at U of I. I'm an Indiana Hoosier. Did you I'm, play Did you play college sports? No, but I was a broadcaster, oh. which is like the same <laughs> thing, right? Uh, <laughs> same thing. But um, there's a little, bit of a, a, a little bit of a beef between our two schools because your basketball arena is Assembly Hall. Yeah. Indiana, a historic venue in Bloomington, Indiana, is the real Assembly Hall. So can you explain to me why in the world the Fighting Illini decided to copy our swag and name their basketball arena Assembly Hall? <laughs> I mean, I think it just feeds to the rivalry. I mean, it's not only basketball, but I mean, obviously football, baseball, it was always like Indiana and probably Michigan second to that were always like the guys we wanted to beat. Um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed my time at time in Illinois. How was it playing in the Big Ten, especially? I mean, it, it's not warm in Illinois until like May. I remember doing those games, broadcasting in the booth. Yeah. Window was always closed until like, you know, deep into spring roll. Definitely. I mean, you hit it on the on the head. It's it's stinking freezing, dude. I remember a series up in uh, Minnesota oh, in God. April. <laughs> we get there and they they're literally out on the field with like little tractors and stuff, scooping snow off so that we could play. It was like it was like 34, 35, and windy. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I mean, I thought the competition was great. Conference rivalries were always fun. Uh, it was a good time. Now, we're talking about mini golf a second ago, but you also are a big golfer yourself. And we're talking, I don't know, I guess, I wanted to say big golf, but I don't think that's the term. I think just <laughs> golf is the term. Avid golfer, yeah. Uh, I think I sort of have to be as a pitcher. Uh, a lot of guys in the clubhouse play. Um, there's some guys on the minor league side we'd love to play with. Uh, if we have some time in the afternoon, you can catch me at 
one of the dozen courses around here. Um, PGA is probably the, the best course around here. Love to get out there. Three tracks, uh, get a nice little deal out there. Who's your ideal foursome? Grant Hartwig, Mike Vassell, mm. yeah. and Christian Scott. Are they all good or is it for the vibes? You go out there, you guys have a great time. I think each guy brings a different piece to it. Mike's, Mike's uh, the best part about Mike, he's gonna, he's gonna hit a good shot and he's gonna talk about it for the, for the remainder of that hole and the next hole and the next hole. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, he just brings some great energy out there, just keeps it light. Yeah. Um, I know I like to take it seriously a little bit. Uh, so if I got sort of a string of bad, like a bad three, four holes, I'm going to get pretty mad about it. And Mike's always keeping it light. He's like, dude, it doesn't matter. Like, let's just have a good time. Yeah, that's kind of, we, we played a couple days ago. We played nine. We're both novice golfers. So we, uh, we need someone with us like that. Just saying, hey, go out there, have fun. But that actually is a good opportunity for you to give us newbies a little advice on the links. What do you got for us? What do you want? Putting? No, just putting, I driving. Just like, yeah, I mean, if we get to the green, it's a blessing. Like, you know, driving, iron play, putting, all that I can stuff. deal with windmills. I can deal with clown noses. I can deal with... <laughs> this guy saw Happy Gilmore, pipes. as you can tell. Uh, no, it's actually just a common thing at a mini golf course. This guy's only been to pop stroke, so he doesn't know about all the gimmicks. How about a downhill 20-foot bender? Oh, 100%. Uh, what does that right mean? to left. Uh, the, um, have you not been to a mini golf course? Like an actual I haven't. one? Look, I played a lot of Tiger Woods. I don't know about you. <laughs> I was really good at Tiger back in the day. I would say best piece of advice, something that, that helped me is anytime you're swinging, think hands before hips and swing at 75%. So, I mean, I would, I mean, when I first started, I just wanted to grab the big dog and just absolutely crush it. But it was like crushed 50 yards right. That's what I do. I, I'm a lefty. I'm always slicing. Yeah, slicing, That's all I do. hooking, everything. Uh, but when I started to swing a little bit easier, and just focus on contact, I started hitting the ball longer and I started hitting more fairways. It's crazy that it seems so simple, but when you step up to the tee box, like you said, you just want to hit the crap out of the ball. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought I was gonna throw up when we got out there. I was ner <laughs> I'd never played on a golf course before and I felt really good. And then I'd only played on Sims because I'm from Manhattan. And when I went out with the driver on the first hole and everybody was looking at me, I thought I was gonna throw up and pass out. Did you? You, you felt like that? I, I did. I was you, really. You weren't showing that. You weren't oh, giving that. I was. I was shaking. I was like, "Oh yeah. my god! I'm gonna. Everybody's gonna hate me. Everybody's gonna hate me, and I'm gonna cry." <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't, because that would have been that would have been awkward. Would have been a mood killer for yeah. sure. Oh man. Well, well, we're developing golfers, and you're a developing pitcher. What's your experience been like in the Mets player development system? You've shot through the system since your draft year, and now you're on the precipice of becoming a big leaguer. Honestly, I, I mean, I think I've, I've just uh, stayed true to myself and, and trusted my strengths. Uh, haven't really tried to, uh, to change a lot of stuff. Uh, obviously tried to, tried to, to get the uh, off speed up to par. Obviously, I'm still working on everything. I mean, it's ne there's never a day, maybe one out of a dozen outings, you're gonna be like, all right, fastball feels good, slider feels good, changeup feels good. But I mean, it's always a work in progress. And I like to, I like to say, as a pitcher, I'm always trying to seek perfection, except no matter what level you're at, you're never going to get there. You might get close, but there's always stuff to work on. But I mean, I think the success I've had, it's just been I've, I've, I've trusted my stuff, um, pitched to my strengths, and then I just go out there and compete, man. Like I just, I want it. I want to I just be the aggressor and I want to get people out. 
You mentioned strengths. What would you say they are? You had 84 punches and a little over 54 innings of work. So you were doing something right in 2023. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like to rely on my heater a lot. Um, I think a, a little bit more so in, in AAA was where I sort of had to, I was forced to work on my off speed uh, because you go, I mean, I think you go 1-0, on somebody and you come at them with a heater 2-0, you might get punished a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so I was, I was definitely forced to throw more change-ups uh, in, in disadvantage counts. Um, but, but I mean, if you can, if you can land the off speed and get that in the zone, just makes that heater play a little bit better. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just pitched my strengths, was forced to, forced to work on off speed a little bit, um, worked on it a lot this off season. Um, but I just, I just know if you can keep that off speed in a good spot, it makes that strength even a little bit better. Now, AAA, that's a good time to talk about the ABS system. What was that like dealing with? And like, do you think it actually prepared you a little for when that eventually comes to the big leagues? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's definitely different. I mean, up until then, I always pitched with an umpire behind the plate and a, like the human element like it, baseball has been for years. Um, but I think the biggest thing with the ABS, so like no matter what the zone is, because like the last probably month of the season up there, they actually started adjusting the zone to the size of the hitter or the hitter's stance. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe one hitter, the, the top of the zone could be like belt high. Another hitter, the top of the zone could be even lower than that. Some hitters, the zone was bigger east and west than it was north south. Um, so I think a way around that is to just get strike one, like strike first, be the aggressor and put the put the hitter on defense. Um, Cobra Kai. Yeah, 100%, strike first, dude. Um, <laughs> You get strike one, and, and usually it's going to work out. But you start getting behind in counts, trying to be picky about stuff, getting fancy. That's where you, you sort of shoot yourself in the foot. How would you argue with a robot? I think you can. Well, you can challenge. Yeah, yeah, like... you, can, you can challenge, but I leave that up to the catcher. <laughs> okay, that's, that's interesting. I, I mean, I don't want to be the guy. you got a close game, game-ending situation type deal. I'm not going to be the guy to tap on the head and be like, I think that was a strike. Did you challenge at all? Because for those who don't know, the only people that can challenge are pitcher, catcher, and batter. Dugout yeah. is not involved at all. So it's really just that triangle. And I've heard from conversations that there are some guys, especially hitters, who were eager to challenge when they should not be challenging oh, yeah. at all. So I'm curious what your perspective was on the mound, if you challenged at all. I'm gonna say maybe I challenged once. I don't even I don't even remember if I was like, yeah, I definitely challenged one. Uh, I think I always left it up to the catcher because I mean he's got the better view. Of course, he's sitting back behind the dish, he sees where it crosses, where it comes in. Sometimes I mean I might fall off to the side or whatever and may not get a good look at it, but it's out of my hands. They can they can challenge it if they want to, but I'll just I'm gonna keep throwing, dude. So after your great 2023, you're here at Major League Camp for the first time, but you did pitch in some big league spring training games last yeah. year. So what was that experience like getting to face big league hitters and that kind of setting you on the path for the 2023 season? Yeah, I mean, I think my experiences the past uh, two spring trainings, I, I backed up a couple times my uh, my first spring training. Um, backed up a lot last year. Got to, I think I threw five innings in camp. No runs allowed. <laughs> Some walks though, but that can always be worked on. Um, I think the biggest thing was just talking to the guys that have done it, the veterans. Um, the changeup I throw, I learned it from uh, from Rayleigh. I mean, it's definitely not the same changeup, but it's it's the same grip. Uh, I throw it differently, but uh, I think it's just things like that where you're always looking for tidbits of information to sort of 
maybe add something to your routine, add something to your to your repertoire um, that can help. But just being able to pick those guys' brains, uh, the way they go about their game, the way they uh, approach hitters, stuff like that, it's just great stuff. And I, I mean, I think it's it was good to have some experience last year. And now this year being in camp, uh, still talking to those same guys because, I mean, there's a lot to learn. So you were a poli-sci and a history major, right? Yeah. What's your favorite war? <laughs> Honestly, I love World War II. I don't know why, but like Saving Private Ryan, Fury. That's a good one. Inglorious Bastards. Come on. That one's like fake, though. Like, obviously, you know, the right. ending. They changed the ending for those who don't know. Right. I've uh, never seen it. You haven't? Spoiler. No. It's a great one. <laughs> I love, I mean, I love a good, like, historical drama. Oh, Something yeah. about World War II. Are you watching I'm the new Apple in. Plus show with Austin Masters Butler? Masters of the Air? Yeah. Masters of the Sky? Masters Something of the Air? Like Something like that? Uh, yeah. I think episodes come out every Friday. Yeah. I'm there. I'm on the couch, dude. I'm I mean, it's it. funny. In high school, I had no interest in history. Now, I'll just find myself for hours at a time just like reading Wikipedia <laughs> yeah. articles about the most random thing. Yeah. I'm reading the Oppenheimer book right now because like I enjoyed the, the movie. movie? I, yeah. I mean, the movie is incredible. Yeah, amazing movie. Uh, we were on the road somewhere last year and we, a group of us went to the theater and watched it. But awesome movie. That's an intense group outing. Very intense movie. I think it's a long movie too. It's three and a half hours. That's yeah. too. That's that's too long. Yeah. Yeah. I need. We need a pitch clock here. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'd say World War II. I, I do enjoy history, but like the really old stuff, ancient times, I'm good. I just want to. Really, you don't like you don't you don't think about the Roman Empire? I mean, I do. I feel like I learned about that when I was younger. Uh, but as I as I got older a little bit, I was just drawn to like World War II and like modern wars and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I look, I like, I like going to Europe because Europe is pretty cool where you can see they, they, they don't rebuild as much as we do here. Yes. So like you go to Europe, you go to Italy, like you see buildings that were up in Roman times. Yeah. Obviously the Colosseum's there. They have tons of building from that, that era. How many times have you been to Europe? Uh, four or five times. Flexing on them, flexing on them, flexing on them. Yeah. I'd love to get over Delta. there. I've, uh, I've actually heard. Partner of the Mets. That there is a, I don't know the name of it, but I, I know it's- France. It's somewhere in Italy. Italy. No, Italy or France, sorry. Okay. I know that for a fact, but there's a town that has a lot of uh, like destroyed buildings and there's a lot of like non-detonated bombs and mines that are still oh. like in the area that they haven't removed or done anything with. What if we did a show where we went and found them? Sounds dangerous. You gotta sign a waiver, be I crazy. think, before we go be there. Crazy. Oh. Fort Pierce used to be a Navy base. We're 20 minutes down oh, the road. Oh, really? We're going there tonight. Yeah. But we're not looking for any landmines or anything like that. So I know some no guys grenades. who... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, along those lines, though, I know a, uh, a couple guys who like to dive and get under the water and stuff. Oh, I cool. like to fish, too. Nice. Um, but they found live torpedoes because there used to be a Navy base, so they have to, like, call in a team and call the sheriff's department. They bring, like, a team out and, like, actually detonate the torpedo. Wow. Sounds like we got some exploring to do. I know yeah. what we're doing in Fort Pierce tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so you like to fish, you like to golf. Have you been able to do those things having a three-month-old child? Which, by the way, congratulations, new Appreciate dad. It. Appreciate Somewhat it. Somewhat of a new dad myself. Yeah, that, that would was, wake your baby up. Yeah. How's father treating you? Uh, it's wonderful. Um, definitely spending more time on dad duty yeah. than on the course getting 18 in or catching some bass or stuff like that. But it's for the right reason. I mean, I love being a dad. Um, there's nothing better. There's what's nothing your better. What's your diaper changing time? How quickly can you get get it off, clean it, get it back on? So I don't know if I can beat my wife, but None of us I'm, I'm pretty efficient at it. I will say the first time I changed a diaper, I uh, 
so I, I got it down to a T now. You you slip the new diaper on yes, the sir. old one, then you open up the new one, pull the old one off, and then you close it. So the first time I did it, I just pulled the old diaper off, turned around to get a new diaper. As I'm turning around, boom, mm -hmm. I got painted. Mm-hmm. Painted. Mm -hmm. That's it not a nice paint. It happens. It wasn't. It wasn't. But you know what I learned from it, and now I'm I'm pretty pretty you, proficient. You get better every day. Better exactly. For exactly. It. exactly. You, you know you don't get it's mad about it. You don't even get mad. It's you know it's just like it's funny. <laughs> I laugh. You know you get puked on. You get pooped on. Whatever. Yeah. It's just like hey, it's all part of it. Definitely. They're mine. You know like I'm here for them, and it's it's the best. So I'm appreciate glad to hear that. Uh, glad to hear you're enjoying it. Congratulations. Definitely. I appreciate that. So before we get out of here, we ask this to everybody who comes on the show. When you make your major league debut, what's going to be that song we're hearing when you walk out there? Mm. Something by Tool. Okay. Some I don't know what song, but something by Tool. Why? It's uh, I want something intense. Nice. Not not something like lighthearted. I want something intense. No, you want to go out there like fired up. Hundred percent. They lavender's coming to strike you out. Dude, thanks so much for joining us. This is a really good time. Thank it's you great guys. To meet you. Thank Best you guys. Best of luck in twenty twenty four. Loved it.